all the way from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, by way of Sacramento, California, this is Kings in the North Podcast. And now, the starting two for your listening pleasure. Standing six feet four inches tall at a Jesuit high school, the half-Greek freak, Nick Economy. And standing six feet tall out of McClatchy High School, Big Baller Ben. Kings of the North Podcast is sponsored by Cash Considerations. For donations, head up our Patreon. Alright, and we are back with the penultimate episode for this season of Sat Kings in the North Podcast. Sort of, because we're going to do... We'll do it, we'll do I mean, of the Kings season at least. True. You know, there's only one more game left, and uh, it, it's been a fun ride. Yeah, it has. Huge disclaimer, we're doing this uh, podcast during the old Pelicans... Pelicans Bay, no... During the old Pelicans game. Yeah. So we'll hit you with any breaking news on 40 wins or Buddy Heald curse. Uh, as, as it happens. Yeah, in real time. But uh, let's uh, let's jump into the other three games really quick. And then I'll update you at the end on how the Pelicans game went. But up first we had Houston. Houston. <laughs> Eustace. Uh, Houston Rockets. Uh, you know, that was a notable one. You know, James Harden goes off. As always. So, we'll, we'll get into that a bit, but it was a, a pretty big loss. You know, you have a one-sentence breakdown. Uh, oh, one-sentence breakdown. All right, yeah, I kind of like these. Um, let me think. Um, Harden didn't drop 50, still lost. Yeah. What he had 36. Harden's hard on? Yeah. There you go. That's, there it is. That's the sentence. That kind of works. Yeah, the uh, final score was 130-105. to 105. We um, got outmatched, outclassed Yeah. in uh, basically every quarter except for the third quarter, which is kind of uh, Our a, quarter? a no, nice, little, fourth nice quarter. little interesting one. Yeah. Um, never really brought it, you know, close in the second half. We were down 20-plus basically the whole second half. Yeah. Um, attendance was at 100% at Golden One Center. It's huge. So that's They fun. can't do it without you. But, uh, I mean, at least we weren't the Knicks, where the, the, the whole team just left the bench halfway through the third to go lift in the in the weight room. Did you see that the other day? No, the Rockets were beating the Knicks by, like, 30? I mean, see, I've, I've always loved that. Like, if you're getting, you know, absolutely annihilated, yeah. you should just be able to leave with, like, five minutes left in the fourth. Just, yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, the Rockets, James Harden left the bench, and then Clint Capella, ever, all the starters left to go lift, get ready for that postseason push. So, uh, at least we're not that bad. Were they, and they, a fight they, didn't ensue? I know. That's it's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. But uh, let's move on to the next one. We had the Cavs at home. Yeah, dude, another, another one in the win column. Yeah, I mean, could have said that, we could have told you that one last week. Yeah. But uh, it, was, it was a good game. You got a one-sentence recap. Um, 39 wins, finally. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so this was the uh, the win that broke the uh, current win total of the playoff drought. We, yeah, since... We, we uh, alluded to it last week. In case you missed that for any reason, you know, or other. Basically, in this current playoff drought, we hadn't won more than 38 games. That was the first season of this current playoff drought. Yeah. This win against the sorry-ass Cavs was the 39th. And, yeah, I mean, we didn't really look too dominant at any point that's, in the game. That's but... definitely a team that's gotten better as the year's gone on. Yeah. They're still not good, but it's they've like gotten nine, better. It's like 19 wins. Yeah. I mean, 
Colin Sexton has really improved as the season has tra- transpired, but I wouldn't say this team's good at all. Yeah, at all. Basically, they got Nick Stauskas. He had four points. Yeah. So, uh, that's pretty Sauce much it. Sauce Castillo has made his way around this season. Yeah, so, so. this is a uh, leading score was Buddy Love. Really a big game from that future core. Yeah, with, we, uh, we haven't done this in a while. So, we had... Uh, five guys in double figures. Yeah, we did. Led, like I said, led by Buddy Heald with 23. Darren Fox had uh, 16. And Bogey had 18. With the highest plus-minus on the team this day of plus 14. So that's always good to see mm-hmm. from one Bogdan Bogdan. Yeah, something um, that you don't usually see out of him. Yeah, he shot over 50% from the field. Uh, over 50% from three. Yep. Uh, and just kind of... Pretty solid game. Kept on chugging. He's had a good good, good month, I'd say. Yeah. Good March. Good March and April. April. This yeah. is April now. So. Well, that's true. But, uh, yeah, good, pretty, yeah, pretty solid win all around. Um, it was the first night of a back-to-back, with the second night seeing us in Salt Lake City against the Utah Jazz, and these are the weirdest back-to-backs when you're not at home both nights. You you play the first one or the second one at home, and you have to travel in between. Like, Adam, what what's up with that? Get me on the phone with the league. Yeah, I was also reading something that there's this season... We played the Lakers on three on the second night of back to back on three of the four occasions. Yeah, and I think that was yeah that the, they said that this was more. This was some Reddit nonsense. They said that that was the most any divisional opponent played any other divisional opponent on a back to back. Yeah, and, and it so, shows. Yeah, I mean that's, I mean our record at Staples Center. It's like yeah, probably would have won one of those games. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I, I think. Uh, there's always going to be something out for, for Sacramento Kings. You know, they the league just hates them, never wants them to see us winning. Yeah. So, but uh, it it's gonna. I think as the team gets better, these events are gonna become less and less common. Just we're because, still gonna have just as many back to backs. We're just gonna be winning both ends. Yeah, I mean they'll put us on back to backs with like the Knicks, some somebody that nobody wants to. Yeah. The other thing that we were talking about, I don't know if this was on air or off, but it's like. When you're looking at strength of schedule, yeah, it's really tough because I think we're at we're always so accustomed to like oh we have such a hard strength schedule and now it's like we're at the middle of the pack because we are a better team statistically yeah. where it's like if you're looking at we like we were saying Milwaukee they have the worst strength of schedule why because they don't have to play themselves well I, perfect it's like a couple well a couple reasons but the, yeah, they're in the east they the, don't have to play themselves the the chiefly the the reason is that wonderful word yeah um is that yeah they're they are the most talented as far as record goes and yeah on paper player personnel too they're very exciting is so they don't you know they don't have to play all these other teams because they are the team mm-hmm. so i think it's like kind of an interesting thing to look at as far as where the Kings rank on strength of schedule and back-to-back, yeah. I just think the thing that was frustrating is that we're playing divisional opponents on the back-to-back more than anyone. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, just frustrating. I mean, those are the games that count, right? Like, those are the ones that are going to count really heavily toward the playoff position. Yeah, not, not, only, is it, not only is it, you know, tiebreakers, yeah, exactly. Not only is it just in your conference, it's in your division, which pulls a little more weight for some yeah. reason or another. So, Although not as much weight as it used to because now it's just a clean one through eight. Yeah, seeding. it's not, not like the Clippers being that four seed with an awful record. 
But let's uh let's move on to that that second night of the back to back against the Utah Jazz. Yeah. So and just an awful start. I'd yeah. say the second half had some redeeming qualities that we just didn't lose by forty. Yeah. Um, we actually pulled even as far as just singular quarters go in the third, uh, matching the uh, Utah Jazz 26-26. We were a plus five in the fourth quarter. Um, obviously, it's just a whole basically second half of garbage time. So at least we didn't lose by 40. I'd but say the shining, they're the shining, uh, one shining moment. You know, yeah. the college is, this is, college basketball really lodged in my brain uh was Grayson Allen he had his yeah. career high for Utah this was because uh one Ricky Rubio went out real early in the first quarter little ding yeah and so Grayson came in and really showed up and I don't know I just I don't know I hate Grayson Allen so that yeah, was, he's just the new Christian Leitner so that was a whole but, other like, frustrating thing sketchier yeah, um, really. I mean just by looking at the scoring chart you can see Multiple flat periods like a college basketball game where nobody's scoring for three minutes, except it's just the Kings. I think <laughs> really? there's three of them. One in the first, one in the uh, one between the first and the second, and one in the fourth. Yeah, I mean, and it started just, off. Yeah, it started off thirteen zero. So you're yeah. just spotting anyone thirteen points, let alone a it's a, a three minute scoreless drought to start a game is never yeah never a way to win. I don't know. There's there is something to that where like you really can't in you know in college basketball. You can go scoreless because the, the other team will go scoreless exactly. too. It's like a it's like a game of runs in college is like how just how much you can not mm-hmm. not score the ball. Yeah. Whereas like in the NBA you can't do that. Like you said, like we're looking at this thing right now, and there's all these you know chunks of time where the Kings aren't scoring, and that's a whole host of things. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's guys getting out of their offense. That's turnovers. It's all these taking contested force shots. Yeah, and De'Aaron looked a little dinged up. He's obviously had that thumb injury for a couple weeks. And then yeah. He, there, this wasn't a foul call. And, I mean, it probably should have been, but it was close. And you can't really fault Grayson Allen other than the fact that his, tripped him. his past shows otherwise. But he kind of undercut De'Aaron on like a 15-foot jump shot. Mm-hmm. And you could, I mean, they showed the replay. De'Aaron kind of rolled the ankle and... Didn't really what wasn't wasn't was real speeds herself after that. Yeah. Um But he's he's playing against uh the Pels tonight. Yeah. So uh it, it could have been much worse. Yeah, I would say that no one really shined in this game. I mean Buddy yeah. Hill led with seventeen. It it was a tough game for Marvin Bagley too. Yeah, I mean I think I think this type of player that Gobert is Gobert? Rudy Gobert, uh He's the type of guy that Bagley does not match up well with. Really long, still pretty athletic, and you know a guy that rolls to the rim does does his one thing really well on offense. Um, similar would be like Clint Capella. Yeah. Uh, just guys where they they're not gonna go back to basket. They're not gonna try to outmuscle you. They're just gonna beat you by getting to space. And Bagley gets a little lost on defense. Yeah, he can't let his athleticism take over for him, and he actually has to play like fundamental defense, and that's where he, where I feel like he really struggles. Yeah, now the, the, the I mean those are all pretty solid points. I think you're right. If if there's a poster child for stopping Marvin Bagley because 
we've seen him over the past two months kind of be able to do whatever he wants down low. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we know it. The defender knows it. The refs, everyone knows that he's going to jump stop, go to his left, half hook. Yeah. But it's been working to the point where it's it's super effective to get a basket whenever we need it. And I think, like you said, with someone like Rudy Gobert, it's just not. I mean, he's just so so good. I think it not only reading players, but I mean, this could this could probably be. Uh, thrown back to the Utah coaching staff, just preparing their players for like... Yeah, Quinn Snyder is a great... Quinn yeah. Snyder? Yeah. He's a great coach. Looks insane. Weird yeah. dude. He looks like a villain out of a, yeah, a kinda, Bond movie. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a really... Yeah. Kind of like sickly. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's bad. Really good coach. Better really see, good coach. do something with that. Yeah. But, um, that I mean, as of now, that's it. We will recap later the Pelicans game. But uh, now it's time to look at next week with our final game of the... 2018-2019 NBA season. Uh, the Kings go to the Moda Center, Rose Garden. Yeah. Rose City. Whoever knows. I don't know. You guys you guys inform us. Uh, <laughs> to face the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, yeah, so this... The Blazers have been without... Uh, what's the two guard? McCollum. Correct. Well, no. that, and also Nurkic. Well, that Rip. Too. I was going to say, CJ McCollum's on the old fantasy basketball team. So you probably should know the name. But they've been without him, you know, multiple injury, uh, kind of back-to-back piling up. But he is looking to make a return before the first round of the playoffs. And what a better time to do that in the last game of the season against Sacramento Kings. So look for the full uh, complement of the really talented backcourt that yeah. Portland's got matches up pretty well with ours. I think we play play Portland about as good as any other team does, really. Yeah, I mean, we they they've they've been they've beaten us twice. Beaten them once. Oh no, we, we split it fifty fifty. We yeah, yeah, play yeah. three. We play three times a season. Yeah, we, we beat them it. once. They beat us once. Uh, they beat us in the preseason. Remember the the really weird interview with Myers Leonard, where he's yeah. doing those hammers and fireballs or something like that. Yeah, it, really it, strange. Dude's out of control. But overall, it's been a pretty even series, which is pretty crazy because they are the four seed right now, and uh, they're posed to to stay in a pretty strong playoff position, unless something crazy happens where you never know. Like yeah, where the Clippers get the one seed. Yeah, exactly. Where the Clippers win the entire thing. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, it, they're they're a weird team. I think losing Nurkic is going to hurt them a lot because Cantor is still a talented big, but he's not nearly as bad, uh, nearly as impactful. I think yeah, on on every in every aspect of the stat sheet, everywhere except for rebounding, yeah. I'd say he's a better rebounder than Nurkic, but he's not as good of a passer. He's not as good of a just a playmaker with or without the ball. Defender, than is. yeah, exactly. So. Um, so I th- get well soon to that Theismann-esque leg. Seriously, yeah. Let's uh, let's hope he, he has a good recovery. And we'll I, see you I, in a year. Yes, yeah, we'll see you next March. Really? Um, but, yeah, I, I think this is a matchup that could be a big win for the Kings. But it really just, just depends on what team comes out, you know? No, 100%. I think these last couple weeks... It's been real hit or miss. I mean, we get a good win on the road in San Antonio where we lose a lead. 
in the fourth quarter, and then we kind of build it back up again, and we hold them scoreless in like the last five minutes. That was, I think, one of the most, I think, just uh, fundamentally sound defensive fourth quarters that the Kings have had this season. Mm-hmm. Then we come around the next game, and it's not on a back-to-back, and this game's at home, and we get blown out by Houston. And so I think it's it's true. This this last week and change has been a microcosm of the Kings' season. It's been yeah. fundamentally sound wins. It's been wins where we just get by, and then it's been getting blown out. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, like, like you said, we're on the road, and there's really no... I don't know. It's a coin toss. Who's going to show up? Especially the last game of the year. We're not playing for anything more than pride. I mean, yeah. and I don't know. I think, I think we're going to win the game. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to come out and say we're going to win the game. Why not? Yeah, I mean, it'd be a great way to cap off the season. That's what I'm saying. I think just it'd make me feel a lot better about missing the playoffs and yeah, especially if, it, if especially if we do win against the Pelicans, and and we do win this one. To the point where we will be 500. 500. That'd be a great way to end the season. Stick around for that breaking news on the Pelicans game in progress. So, um, that that kind of recaps or precaps yeah. the, the the Trailblazers on uh, Wednesday. So, uh, let's get into everybody's favorite segment. Yeah. What city, what song. So, this is, uh, like, I don't know if this will be the last one of the season. We'll probably end up doing something for the playoffs. Tonight. Yeah, probably. But this is the last one of the Sack King season. Yep. So, for Portland, uh, one thing before that is just... Go, sorry, going back to what team will show up. We got a Sunday and then a Wednesday game, so... A lot of time to rest. Yeah, I mean, we Sunday should... Sunday at home, too. Yeah, we should be fine. A couple days of practice in there. Alright, now back to the city and the song. Yeah. Um, Portland, Oregon. Like we said, a lot of trash. Like Really not a good music city, surprisingly. With all those hipsters... Yeah. It's all just like ukulele covers. With all that PBR. Yeah. So I'm picking... Um, it's all that drunk guy at the bar playing playing that acoustic guitar. Yeah, really. Okay, so that's pretty That's pretty spot on. So that's that's our picks. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I'm picking um, world famous country music star Loretta Lynn, who's not mm. from Portland, Oregon, and um, Pale God Jack White, who's not from Portland, Oregon. You're killing it. But their song is called Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. Nice. And so the opening line is Portland, I believe it's Portland, Oregon, and a slow gin fizz. If that's not love, I don't know what is. And so those are two very, um, like, well, those are two things I don't enjoy. Really. Yeah. So it, it, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, gin in Portland, I think th- those are two, yeah, th- those are very acqu- acquired taste. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Got a gin drink last night at dinner. Was not good. Yeah, R- really. There so, was like cucumber in it. It was not nice. All right, not well, what you want. So that's mine. Uh, it's a good one. Um, go for it. For me, I went with a little bit more of a traditional pick, a band that's somehow related to Portland. I couldn't figure it out through their Wikipedia, but they are listed as a band from Portland, even though that they were founded in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, of course. And this band is the Shins. Oh, you know, okay. Great yeah. band. Wait, so. The- but they're not. How are they linked? I don't know. I mean, it's just there's one. One of the dudes is from Vancouver, Washington. Okay. Oh, okay, close. So enough. like the other side of the river. Yeah. But uh, no clue how they're from Portland. So if you have an answer to that, email us. I at, mean, it could be like that. The the Kiss Detroit type thing, like some the, the first tour or yeah, whatever or started in yeah. Portland. Who knows? Yeah. If That's you if you have one, an though. answer for us, email us at kingsinthenorthpod at gmail dot com. 
Do it. Um, but for me, I went with uh, just simple song because that's what we want the Kings to do. Just play simple. Yeah, simple. And ball. that's how they win. Simple ball. That's simple usually song. how they win. So that's it for this week's uh, what city, what song. Yeah. Until next time. Maybe even next season. You never know. Um, well, we'll have as a tear runs down my face, a whole new set of cities and a whole new set of songs for you. Uh, if you have any submissions, email us at kingsofthenorthpod at gmail.com. Triangle choke. That's a submission. There you go. Oh, dude, see, got that was fire. That's pretty the funny. joke of the week. There it is. There's your joke of the week. And now, a word from our sponsors. And we're back. Hope you enjoyed the little break from our voices to hear our voices. Yeah, basically, basically how it goes. We got hella team news, honestly. So much team. The news. most we've we're the best at team news. We got the most we've ever had. Probably, yeah, I think ever. Yeah, so, it's the end of the season. It all piles on when it rains, it pours. First up, Caleb Swanigan, everyone's true love, got the first bit of playing time this season in uh, the game against Utah. I had four points. Actually, no, no, it was the it was the previous game. That, it was, uh, that was his the first. Cavs? Yeah, it was the Cavs? Yeah, it was the Cavs when he got his point yeah. time. Either way, dude looked thick ass. Yeah, that's a, that's a K, uh, Kelvin Benjamin levels of thick. Yeah, it was like, it looked like that guy ate a Caleb Swanigan. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good one. Um, so next up, Buddy Love, take it away. Buddy healed as of, I believe, before the game in... Uh, well, before the the Utah game, he was six three pointers away from breaking the three point record in your first three seasons. Yeah, so kind of a weird arbitrary stat. You know, it's one, one of those cherry picked ones, but it's it's fun. But one nonetheless. Yeah, and uh, he he's already passed Clay Thompson for second, and he's only trailing Dame Dalla for first. So if he beats the record in Portland, it'd be a nice full circle thing. So, oh, that's interesting. That's fun. Yeah, talk. nice little storyline going forward. All right. Up next, uh, one Harry Giles. Officially shut down for the season. Now, we've kind of mentioned this in passing, but now it's like an official in writing. Sign your name on the dotted line. Harry Giles shut down for the season with a thigh contusion. Apparently, this has nothing to do with the knee. So, let's hope for a quick recovery. Everyone hits summer league, training camp, and the season. Um... No setbacks. Uh, up next, the Hall of Fame stories. Take it away. Yeah. Um, so we had a big announcement. Was that yesterday? Yeah. Uh, on Saturday, that our Vlad father, the general manager, has officially been inducted to the NBA Hall of Fame. Well, not the NBA, but the Basketball Hall of Fame. Correct. Uh, the Namath Hall of Fame. And, uh, yeah, big big congrats to him. He was nominated by the International Committee of the Hall and inducted with the, the class of 2019. Yeah, this is a, a lot of his, you know, playing time back for Yugoslavia. Yeah. Where they won a couple FIBA European titles and then there was the whole fracturing of the country and the Civil War. And everyone died and, you know, they made a 30 for 30 about it. Yeah, but basically... You know, I've never but, actually seen though the two brothers. It's it's actually it's it's really good. It's Heard it is good. Um, but the other side of that Hall of Fame story is that uh, Sacramento King great mm-hmm. Chris Webber once again did not make the Hall of Fame. Um, 
he was obviously nominated by the U.S. contingent, the NBA contingent. Um, did not make the end. Uh, did not make the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, and so that begs the question: Should he? I, I, he's going to. Yeah. Um, like for sure, there's no way that Chris Webber doesn't make it just because of. I mean, obviously he was a great player, but the stuff he's done afterwards as well through his. His work in commentary and everything. He's just going to be in. Yeah, his beef with Jalen Rose. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Got to check that out on SB Nation. But, uh... I, I, I that's just, just, like, general knowledge that they just kind of hate each other. Yeah. Well, I'm not a big Michigan fan, so... So, basically, the breakdown of that is, like, so stupid. But this is kind of directly related. It's very petty beef. Yeah, a lot of them are. Kind of what happened, obviously, everyone knows is that... Chris Webber calls the timeout in 1993. They lose. Michigan versus North Carolina. Then not but two weeks later, declares for the NBA draft. He's drafted by who else? The Warriors. Yep. And then immediately traded basically yada, yada, yada. Goes to Washington. This, that, and the other thing. Ends up in Sacramento. During his time in Sacramento is when... Now I gotta look this dude's name. I know his first name's Ed. He's just a famous Michigan booster. He's now since passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like a big, kind of a big story too when Harbaugh was a player at Michigan, um, as far as just like money changing of hands and everything. Yeah. Either way, Harbaugh was never linked to it, so whatever. Basically, Jalen Rose admitted to taking a small sum of money, and that kind of got swept under the rug because he was never the kind of superstar yeah. at the next level. That C-Web was. Mm-hmm. And so apparently... I mean, Jalen Rose is notable for the, the 81 points. Which technically was, I think, only 18 points were scored oh, directly Jaylen. against him. Either way, back to this thing. So when, like, a lot of these... When, when you're looking it up, a lot of these news articles are from the SAC B, which is something the fake news outlet will get to in a second. Uh, but basically, what happened was, is that C-Web initially, under oath... Um, said that he did not take money from any Michigan booster, and then it came out that he took $600,000. Classic. So, I think he pled... I don't know exactly what the legal terminology is. You'll have to ask my lawyer and my mother. <laughs> um, but basically, he to avoid jail time, just had to pay a bunch of cash. Classic. And so this was like all when this was happening with the Kings. And so basically, from there, this public sort of... Oh, sorry. One last little thing about this is that because of this, Chris Webber was not allowed to be linked with Michigan basketball or the university at like any time. Yeah. For 10 years or yeah, no, for from 10 years from this ruling. So basically 2016. Yeah. So then the beef started in 2013 against the, uh, against Louisville in the national championship where four of the five Fab Five were sitting together courtside, except for C-Web, who was in his box. Mm-hmm. He claims that it's because he wasn't allowed to, yeah, to, be, to be there. Courtside, yeah. But Jalen and, you know, Jimmy King, and I think C-Web and Juwan are still pretty close. But basically, they... Juwan a man? Yeah. Long story short, they just said, we just need Chris to apologize. Which I think, you're going to have to mute this, is complete bull****, because they all took money... It's just that Chris Webber was bringing in so much more money to the school yeah. that he took so much more money. And the NCAA is this corrupt system that kind of forced this to happen anyway. And then the 30 for 30 was made and everyone went nuts because 
C-Web claims he wasn't asked to do it except in post. And then they claim, no, we asked you from the start. Either way, this all directly relates to my reason why Chris Webber is not in the Hall of Fame. It's like this tainted meat. Tainted, it's like, you know. It's the little asterisk around Barry Bonds. Correct. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's To me, it's closer to like a Pete Rose. Yeah. We're that's, like, that's a good analogy. We're like, the, the dude should be in the Hall of Fame for his contributions to the game of baseball. Yeah. But because the guy liked to make a little extra money on the side, he's not. So I, I mean, think, it didn't stop Jordan. The, well, yeah. But, it, uh. Exactly. Well, it did for two seasons. Yeah, it's true. But, uh, yeah. But basically, so. that was my very roundabout answer to why Chris Weber is not in the Hall of Fame and why he and Pete Rose should be in their respective sports halls. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. I mean, who yeah. do you think. A little sidebar here. Who do you think makes it first into the Hall of Fame? Pete Rose or Barry Bonds? Has to be Pete Rose. No, right? I, that's. I mean, well, it has to be for two reasons. One is it, that the length of time between, like, people yeah. f- kind of forget about time heals all wounds and the Barry Bonds, was it the cream or the clear? That's still fresh in everyone's mind. So that's mm-hmm. reason one. I think two is just because Pete Rose, I don't think there was ever a time where they were, where it was like officially found that he was betting on his own game. No, against his own yeah. game. Yeah. So that like makes, yeah. throwing a game. Yeah, it's, he's just confident. Yeah, the Floyd Mayweather action. Exactly. So I mean, I could be wrong there because I'm, you know, I'm not. Who knows? If I don't follow baseball as close as I used once did, I've been to Hooper's Sound, very fun place. Um, but Pete Rose hasn't. So that's true. We'll find out. All right, that was very roundabout and long, and it's all good. So on to the other piece of team news. This the is final like a, piece. Of this team is news. like a three parter. Yeah, and we'll make it as short as possible. It all started. On Thursday before the the game with, or no Friday, yeah, before the game with Utah. Basically, what happened was is that you guys know the beef between Marvin Bagley the second, that is our number two pick's father, and management coach, fans. Everyone knows that this dude is always got something to say. Yeah, and you know he wants to be part of his kid's life, and that's great and everything. But, but he's it, an adult. Let him go. I, Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. If, if this you, dude's a professional athlete. If you've been following anything with Lonzo and Lavar, Lonzo's stepping up for himself. He grew a pair of cojones, yeah. and he's uh, he's making his own decisions. And and Bagley the second, let your son do the same. It, so I think what's what what the start of this three parter is that Bagley kind of uh, the second kind of resurfaced this tension between. Himself, his son, and the Sacramento Kings via social media, which is a whole other problem. Yeah. But then, this was... Uh, Instagram and the thotties. Yeah. Real problem. So this was taken probably a bit out of context by Jason Anderson of the Sacramento Bee, who posted this whole story about the... I almost said political turmoil. It's not that far off. About the, you know, the, the power struggle that is the management, the players, the everything. And the it's coach. like, this this really isn't, it shouldn't be a story, but it was physically made into a news story, so we're reporting on it. Yep. Basically what happened was, Jason Anderson posts between that and all this ongoing problems with Willie Cauley-Stein, who had a D-Wade wants out of Miami moment taken out of context, where he said he didn't want to be here, and... But not quite a Drew Bledsoe. Not, I don't want to. Not be quite a Drew. Correct. But all of this was thrown into this weird, dare I say it, fake news article. 
Mm-hmm. And it comes out that, well, half of it is kind of true that Marvin the second yeah. has been kind of instigating the Willie Cauley sign thing was completely out of context. And this was followed up by Willie missing the game in Utah for family reasons that allowed Jason Anderson to snap, um, mm-hmm. to latch onto that and say that this has something to do with the article I wrote. Like whatever he has to say is like yeah. Bible either way. It's hella stupid because then you get the clap back from Grant Napier, which is just hilarious. Yeah. You know, claiming that for all intents and purposes, Jason Anderson is fake news. Yeah. And so Grant basically said, this isn't the National Enquirer, although you're trying to turn it into one. Um, I think, well, I just have a question for you. I feel like we're, we're kind of flip-flopping on the whole Grant Napier, you know fan club yeah here and there do you think grant is adding any you know fuel to the fire or he should just shut his mouth too i think he kind of is i mean if you've ever listened to grant's radio show that's as much as uh the, we the feel Nas- sorry for yeah him. exactly that's as much of the national Enquirer as anything that any of these reporters yeah. have put out and it's more often than not just grant jerking himself off <laughs> good call so uh, he he's not he doesn't have that moral high ground to say that much, but the at the perfect same, perfect term for it. But at the same time, there's no no reason for for this to be so dramatic dramatized by uh, by Jones Anderson Anderson Jason Jones is the other he's, dude. He's at the he's, athletic. He's he's, a, he's, he's pretty the, good. He's the better one. I have uh, yeah I have that that two dollar a month subscription to basically like stuff. this whole story is because one Marvin Bagley two. Won't shut his mouth. Yeah. And one reporter for the sack B wants to... Wants to get reads. Wants people perfect. to read his stuff. Yeah, I think... I don't He's know. doing his job. We could be out here forging news stories. But we, we aren't. We have the integrity. Yeah. We're so, like the Washington Post in the 70s. Yeah, we are that's we're Tom Hanks in the Post. <laughs> oh, that's true. Is he in that? Yeah, he I is. I know Meryl Streep is. Yeah, no, I was going for more Robert Redford and... Uh, what is that? All the president's men? Now I gotta look that up. Yeah, I think that sounds right. No, it is. Yeah. Is that Redford? Is it Robert? Yeah, dude. There it is. You did it. Yeah, that's that's fire. You've earned... Yeah, Woodward Bernstein. Dude, that's us. There it is. I don't, that's us. Now all we need is deep throat. Got it. All right, that's a huge classic reference for all you watch that movie. Look up the Nixon uh, investigation. Or if you watch the drunk history on it. Also mentions it. True. Let's uh, let's move on to to league news. Yeah. An update on the Pelicans game. The Kings uh, losing another close one to the Pelicans. Really, just a disappointing home closer. Uh, not a whole lot to say about it. A little theory that we have that we'll bring up next week. Uh, the Buddy Healed curse. Every time that Buddy guarantees something, it doesn't come true. So is this true? Is this just us? Over extrapolating, find out next week. If you, if you did follow the Hall of Fame class of this year, it is very forgettable. It's a lot of people that have been out of the league a long time and have waited their turn to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, it's really not a big famous class, but uh, yeah. <laughs> 
The first, this is how famous it is. When you look up Hall of Fame 2019, granted, I didn't put NBA or basketball or anything. You look up Hall of Fame 2019, WWE pops up. Yeah. So, damn, dude. Some Bret dude, Hart? Some dude jumped the fence and attacked Bret Hart. So, that's big news. Breaking news. Um, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to... Uh, to basketball this year, we've got some some medium sized names. Nobody that would be you know an, a top ten all time player. Yeah, I mean like the only people that are just like I don't know Paul Westfall. Yeah, was a coach of the Kings. Yeah, he's gonna trash. Yeah, Jack Sigma, Sidney Moncrief. So some names, but like you said, nothing, nothing, nothing that we're gonna look back and be like, damn, that was a great class. And and as we mentioned, the Vlad father. Yeah. As that honorable mention of additions into the, the Hoff, as they say. So that's uh that's the first piece of league news. Is there really anything else that's happened around the league? You know, playoffs are uh getting ready to start. They're uh firming up the seeding. Yeah. Um The only thing I would say The Bucks clinched the best yeah, the best record in the league. Um The only thing I would say is teams are starting to get like a little you know, a little healthier again. Yeah. Make teams healthier again. Yeah. Like you said, McCollum's coming back for Portland. Uh, Miritich is supposedly coming back from the hand slash thumb injury for, for, the Bucks. for the Bucks. That's a team that's like really weirdly injured. Yeah. All of their centers are out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, basically, if, if you have sustained the uh, late season injury bug... Yeah. You're probably better off going into the playoffs or not cuz that'll mean you'll just get hurt in the playoffs. Yeah. So, only time will tell. I think we're like maybe we'll get into that a little more next week on injuries and everything once the playoffs are completely set. Yeah, well we'll preview those. Huge shout out to the NHL uh playoffs just cuz yeah, those were set. That's set and the Habs didn't make it, so that's tight. Yeah. And well, if you're listening, yeah, they, they suck. suck. Um, so basically, that's it. Now we got tonight, as of the day this comes out, you got the college basketball national championship, yep. which is very interesting because it's two teams that have never won it before. Yep. And one team that's never made it, mm-hmm. which in Texas Tech, shout right. out to Patty Mahomes. And one team that lost to a 16 seed last, last year. year. Dude, what a turnaround yeah. for Virginia. Did so, Tech even make the playoff? Or the, 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 Madness last year? Yeah, they did because they made uh, the Sweet 16 because their coaches in the th- or no, no, they made the Elite Eight. Yeah, because it's their coaches in their th- is in his third season, and then the first season they went Sweet 16, then Elite Eight, and now the final. It's pretty crazy. So it's like pretty damn crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, let's hire him. Get rid of Dave. Get this guy in. That's there. pretty good. But uh, he was a uh, Bob Knight understudy back in the day, so he's probably down. maybe not. <laughs> he's probably down for whatever it takes to win. Yeah, he's throwing chairs for sure. He might even throw a couple punches. Yeah. Um. So that's about it for league and basketball wide news. Yeah. This this gets us into a nice little uh, segue. Yeah, we're coming to the end of the year, and we thought we are journalists. And we deserve a vote. Yeah, we're for... Woodward and Bernstein. Exactly. We deserve a vote for uh, for the All NBA teams. Silver, if you're listening to this, get on it. So we made all three. So we yeah, we, we made our own All NBA teams, and next week we also made uh, our votes for the major awards, and we'll we'll give those to you next week. But let's uh. The let's... only thing we're not doing is all defense because yeah, the league doesn't play defense, yeah. and I think that's kind of a stupid 
the way that's picked is dumb. Like there are some people that are obviously going to make it. Yeah. And then there, oh, and then uh, the other time, there's some reputation. That's what I'm saying. And then the other and then the other thing the, the other half of it is a popularity contest. More so than the all NBA or the all-star. All, yeah. all defensive teams joke, especially yeah. in the modern NBA. That's my rant. And all right. and I agree on that and as well as all NBA has a big financial matter mm. for especially for first time yeah, people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. For contracts. So uh also very important. So let's let's get right into it. Let's start with our third team and work our way up. Yeah. So let's start with the guards. Who do you got for your third team guards? All right. So I got one Kyrie Irving and one Kemba Walker. So for me, I, I I thought about Kyrie, almost put him in, kept him off just because he's been so inconsistent and he, he's been really hard to stay healthy this yeah, year. Yeah. Just to preface, my whole third team basically is more of like. Disregarding injuries, yeah. These t- these Fair players enough. have played like 50, 60 games, and but have played really, but well. but have played well. All right, yeah. go ahead. Fair enough. So yeah, so, Kyrie and Kemba. So for me, I went with uh, D'Lo. Yeah, definitely never one. have made it. Good one. And Dame Dalla, who's had a really quiet, good season. Um, yeah, that's solid. I well, I'll, I'll get to Dame in a second. Yeah, let's let's move on to the forwards and center. All right, so I put LeBron, who's having a career year statistically. On the worst team he's been on, on in years. On the worst team. Uh, worst team in California. Yeah. So, uh, LeBron, and then I threw in Blake, who's having the mm-hmm. you know career resurgent year. Yep. Um, and who's your center? Again, someone just who statistically is kind of killing it, but is not really playing too many games. That's one Anthony Davis. That's fair enough. I mean, I feel like if he would have if he would have extrapolated his numbers. From before the All Star break, when he demanded the trade, to after when he didn't play, um, <laughs> yeah, he definitely would have made it. I, I had to leave him off because he's a snake, so uh, he's out of there. I I was similar. I went with Blake Griffin as well. Really a great year from him. Yeah, he's he is really just a solid player. It's a shame that he's never done much in the playoffs, but uh, a really solid guy that we'll we'll look back on similar to. Uh, John Stockton and Carl Malone is a guy that never won a ship, who was just a good, solid player. Yeah, and you never know. He could, he could. Uh, yeah, he might, he might pull a KD. He could, yeah, he could. No, he could Ray Bork it, where it's like <laughs> Bork it. He could Ray Bork it, where you uh, go your whole career and never win, and then jump ship in the last, you know, in the twilight of your career, similar to what Carl Malone is trying to do on that old yeah. Lakers team. But Blake, please don't. Yeah, or or he could do like a Dirk. Where he just goes off one year and carries his team. That's true. To a finals and wins over a, a big three. That's uh, true. And then I also have so I was split between Lamarcus Aldridge and LeBron James. I had a really tough time deciding between the two of them. So I went with LeBron just because I believe the media will put him in no matter what. Yeah. I think Lamarcus Aldridge is a bit more deserving. He's played almost every game and has played really well all season. But, you know, the name is just going to keep LeBron in there. Yeah, so this is... LeBron has made... I looked this up. See if I can remember this. LeBron's made two All-NBA second teams. Mm-hmm. I think he's made 12 All-NBA first teams, which is a record. Yeah. But maybe. he's never made an All-NBA third team. And so if this I happens, I, this I honestly think it. he's still going to make the second team yeah. just off of name. Could be. I don't think he'll Plus, make he's, below the second he's got, team. He's averaging 28-8-8. Yeah, it's a, he it's just a, he just hasn't played enough. Yeah, he I mean he missed that month and a half. Yeah, um, 
and I mean he coasted all the way after it too. So okay, so just and then my, my center was uh, Rudy Gobert. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Gotta gotta you gotta give him a shout out. Really great player, both sides of the ball. Talked about him earlier. So so that's third team: Kyrie, Kemba, LeBron, Blake, Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, Dame Dalla, LeBron, Blake Griffin, Rudy Gobert. Okay, that's yeah, that's solid. We'll take that. Um, let's move on to second team all, all NBA for guards. Um, I went with Russell Westbrook, averages his third straight season of a triple double. Which is crazy. Really insane. And Ben Simmons, you know, the second best player on probably the fifth best team in the league. Yeah, so for guards, I threw in uh, Westbrook as well and Damian Lillard, who we've talked about this before. Yeah, one of the most impactful on-off guys. Exactly. So he does a lot. Team's fourth in the West, Westbrook Lillard. Yeah, fair enough. Um, for me, for my my forwards, I went with KD. Yep. Um, Paul George, just because I that that team's dropped off so much yeah, really in hard. the last month and a half. I saw a stat saying they were like, they're I think they're they're like eight and twenty one since the All Star break, something crazy. Um, and Jokic. It's really close between Jokic and Embiid for that first second team. Yeah, and I just I went with Jokic on the second team just because smaller market, less media friendly, um, just doesn't get as much minutes in the spotlight. Yeah, um, not a bad call. So for forward, I picked Kawhi yeah. and KD. KD's on the second team. We all know he hates it. Yeah, we we all know he doesn't deserve to be on the first team though. It's true. And then I picked the other, you know, the other of the two uh, centers. I picked Embiid for the second team. And I'll kind of get into why when I pick the first team. Yeah. But let's just say for Embiid, I think there's still some bit, there's still something to that team that's not living up to its full potential. You know what it really is? I was listening to the Ringers podcasts, and they talk about the Sixers a lot because they have a bunch of people from Philly. Yeah. It's kind of annoying sometimes, <laughs> but they, it, they were really right about it. That team has too many guys that need the ball in their hand to be good mm-hmm. between Simmons, Embiid, Butler, and to an extent, Tobias Harris. All four of those I'm guys... about Boban. Well, I mean, he's, he's, he's in that nice... Bench leader, six man of the year, <laughs> Boban. But those those four guys really need touches to be successful. Yeah. They need more guys like JJ. And you know who'd be really good on that team right now who's not? Landry Shamit. Yeah. Just to add some space to the floor and kind of just spread out some defenses, keep them honest. Um, but anyways, let's get to that first team. Or just, just the recap. Recap, like yeah. Westbrook, Lillard, Kawhi, KD, Embiid. Westbrook, Simmons, Durant, George, Jokic. Okay. Pretty cl- Pretty similar. Um, let's uh, let's move on to first team. I know we have th- our two guards are the same. Yeah, Curry and I think, Harden, why not? I think it's pretty unanimous across the league. Steph is going to make it. Uh, he's just played out of his mind this season. And Harden has one-upped him. Yeah. And has been arguably the best player in the league. If... Without a doubt, the best player in the league since December. You, you know, he's the MVP. We'll get to that next week, though. Yeah, we, we got our little debate on that. That'll be fun. Um, when it comes to forwards, I have Giannis, Kawhi, and Embiid. Um, who do you have? 
I got Paul George, and I, I kind of like, now that you say that, I mean, I'm going to keep it, because I think, I mean, Paul George is having a career year. Yeah. But, because of the drop-off. There's a rumor he's injured. Yeah. Paul George has, like, a shoulder injury. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. He's always taped up. Yeah. But just because of the drop-off, I, I think it's, like, a lot closer. Yeah. To putting him on the second team. I'm going to keep him on the first team now. Fair enough. Then I'm going to put Giannis, obviously, and then Jokic yeah. as the center. And here is why. I tried to go through every single piece of meaningful data mm-hmm. to prove why Jokic is on the first team. And it's kind of a personal preference, coin flip sort of scenario, but there are three kind of factors of to why Jokic is a first-team All-NBA. Number one, the team has a better record, and he is the focal point of that team. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Number two, it's very slightly better, but it's slightly better. Mm -hmm. He has a better player efficiency rating than Joel. That's fair. Um, And then the third is the dude is... Very close to, and if you take this per 36 minutes, averaging a triple-double as a center. Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of it. I, I just thought, I mean, there's other data there. I look, Their offensive and defensive net rating is actually, like, nearly identical. Yeah. Home and away in wins and in losses. Mm-hmm. It's like, very, they're very close. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Joel scores more, rebounds more, but Jokic kind of... Facilitates fil- more. I think just f- commands an offense. Yeah. Jokic commits less turnovers. It's very close. Mm-hmm. Jokic shoots better from the field. It's You can see why Embiid kind of stretches the floor a little bit. Um, so it basically just comes down to wins, efficiency, the near triple-double, and the fact that I enjoy watching Jokic more. So yeah, that's, fair enough. that's my five is... Curry, Harden, Paul George, Giannis, Jokic. Yeah, mine's uh, Curry, Harden, Giannis, Kawhi, and Joel Embiid. Yeah, so so it'll can't be, really go wrong with any of those yeah. 15 guys. Yeah, I mean, 15 and change. We had a couple overlaps and a couple of guys that were left off of each other's lists. Well, that's uh, true, but here's if there was... I had, this, I had this question for you. Yeah. If there was one person who, like, doesn't really deserve it, yeah. but is like that... Very close tier, maybe mm. fourth team if they had that. Yeah. Who would it be? Who would it be? Um, that's a good question. But just one guy. Man, that's a that's a tough one. I think for me, I know you had him on your list, would be Kemba. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he hasn't had as, uh, an insane season like everybody thought he was going to when the season started. Plus, they're still not... Mathematically eliminated, but they're no, like they're two not. games back they're, with two games to go. Yeah, um, but I think he, he he would he's not. I wouldn't say he's deserving of being a, a third team. He's on the cusp though. Yeah, he's like the first one out. Yeah. Well, so now that she's for me, now that she said it, I'm still not going to change my answer. But this makes it a little more difficult. Yeah, is D'Angelo Russell? That's like a yeah. pretty good one. Yeah, I thought. I, I mean, he's had a stellar year. But you know who it is? Who? Pascal Siakam. Ah, true. I, I, I don't know why. I just I love like he's up there as for most improved player. So we'll we'll get back to uh, yeah, him we'll, later. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. Well, uh, I think that's it for this week. Remember, this is not the last episode of the season. We will definitely have one more next week to recap 
the Portland game as to kind of wrap up the Kings season and uh, look out for a couple during playoffs happening sporadically. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, adios. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.